Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm Lena. And I'm Sean. We are three friends who all love film and thought it would be cool to discuss movies from our perspective. We rate movies in terms of how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We call it the Martini Scale. Hi, ladies. Hello. How's it going? Good. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Oh, lovely. Yeah? Mm, Lots of mashed potatoes. (laughs) Okay. Mashed potatoes and stuffing are the only two things I require for uh, Same, actually. Yeah. Same. That's all I have for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't, I literally don't care about turkey. In fact, turkey really isn't that good for you, so. Save not, the turkeys. Not that mashed potatoes with the verse stuffing are good for you, but you know, you know what I mean. I mean, I love turkey. I'm not going to shit on turkey. Um, I just, my mom's stuffing is probably one of my favorite things in the world. Like wow. I really. You put gravy on it? Um. Sometimes it just kind of depends. I, it doesn't need it. She does like a very like Italian styled sausage stuffing. Like it's so yeah, never amazingly it. good. It's okay. So good. Well, this is probably a conversation we should have had pre Thanksgiving. So let's move on. Oh, well, um, Natalie, how is I'm your face? Reminiscing on Thanksgiving. So Natalie, how is your still face? Still on our bellies. How is your face? My face is healed up. We're great. Okay. Good. And no, no physical ailments today. Good. Wow, that's good. I'm glad you've had a few weeks to to let that subside. Yeah. So I'm yeah, glad we're good. you're good. <laughs> Thank um, God. Oh, all right. Well, I'm excited about this episode. This episode, for better or worse, is my decision. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. It sure is. I'm going to take full responsibility. I'm guessing that it's probably not going to end well. But, you know, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I saw both of these movies and I loved them both. And I really don't give a fuck what you either of you think. Oh, um, oh. I of course I of course I'm curious to know. So rude. A little bit. So what rude. the hell? You What's should that? care what we think. I do. Yeah. I do care what you, you think. Well, really I, care what we think. Then if why I didn't, the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> if I didn't care what you think, we wouldn't be talking about on the podcast, that's right? What I'm saying. I, so here here is what I thought about both of these movies, and we're going to get into what they are in just a second. But um, I think that obviously they're wildly different films, so I don't expect there to be any sort of like through line with them. Um, other than I think visually and aesthetically, they both have like, um, I think visually and aesthetically, they're both great films. Um, but what's interesting is that they, both of these films took me out of the present moment with everything going on right now with the fucking election and the virus and like all this stuff. Like I found that I was able to, in very different ways, um, escape for two hours in each one of these movies. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I've always said this, that like that is the number one thing that I look for in a film. So mm-hmm. we can get into, you know, what what you want to be critical about with them. But um, I thought that they were both really interesting. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about them. So Sean, I will totally agree with you on that point. Yeah. Absolutely. So, cool. So, okay, we're going to talk today about... Um, Two, two newer movies. Um, one is called Rainy Day in New York. It's a 2019, actually 2018. Super weird. We'll get into that in a second. Um, romantic comedy written and directed by, love him or hate him, Woody Allen. It stars Timothy Chalamet, and we're going to get to that in a second. Um, Elle Fanning, Selena Gomez, Jude Law, Diego Luna, and Liev Schreiber. It follows the romantic exploits of a young college student, on a weekend trip in his hometown of New York City, trying to further bond with his college girlfriend while she is in the city to interview a famous film director. Um, interestingly about this film, it was actually completed in 2018, but Amazon Studios, who was distributing the film, um, halted the release following, I guess you could call it some controversy <laughs> uh, regarding Woody Allen and the Me Too movement. And um, yeah, so anyway, it's now available on demand. Um, or I think is I like do I like to say VOD? You like to say VOD. Is that what you always give me shit for, Natalie? Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. We are also discussing Possessor, which is a 2020 science fiction film, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. It's um, an international co-production of the United Kingdom, which I thought was interesting, the United States and Canada. It stars, and I am going to butcher these names. I am so sorry. Andrea Riseborough, Christopher Abbott. Rosef Sutherland, Tippiance Middleton, Sean B., and Jennifer Jason Lee. It had its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival. Natalie, did you see it at Sundance? 
I didn't. I was supposed to see it, and I did not. But I am oh, wearing yeah. my Sundance shirt today. Okay, oh, in honor of the morning. Enough. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, it was released on October second by Neon and Elevation Pictures, and um, it's been praised for its originality and the performances of the actors. And it is also currently available on demand. Okay, we got it, Natalie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> People can't see you. Going so, off her swag. <laughs> good lord. All right, Natalie. You guys read it. Natalie, tell us what we're drinking today. Um, so this is mostly inspired by a rainy day in New York, and this is the raindrop martini. And so it's just this beautiful blue color. It's very refreshing in your mouth. Um, it's with like a grapefruit and rose vodka, regular vodka, fresh lime juice. Um, and it's really, it's really good. It's pretty. It is a beautiful martini. I will say, yum. I'm going to, I feel like we can just start like scoring your martinis because I love, I love the idea of this, but I was, the rainy day in New York movie is actually a very warm tones in this film. Yeah. Very like sunlight. It's like drenched in sunlighty, rainy fall type lighting. And you made a blue martini. So I guess we can just- It is a very, like, that's why it's a hint of <laughs> see-through. So light. I, you anger me. You get me to my core. Uh, this is like I, a fresh rain. It's what I live for. Okay, that's <gasps> Listen, listen, rain. I am giving and you- It's delicious. I'm giving you ample points for the creativity of this. I do think that the raininess of the martini, I also think that the the tone and the look of the martini, I feel like fits maybe more with Possessor than Rainy Day in New York, but maybe that's... Oh, I disagree. Okay. All right. Disagree. Lena, so what are we doing? how delicious is this? <laughs> how delicious is the martini? It's pretty damn yeah. tasty. There we go. What were you saying, Lena? No, I was just saying, wait, what are we here to talk about? You guys are fighting. I'm trying to break it up. Okay. Yeah. No more fighting. No more fighting. Um, Let's start with Rainy Day in New York. Um, Of course. What I would like to do, though, is I would like to, before we dive into this one, I want to ask you guys your general thoughts on Woody Allen, not as a person, as a filmmaker. Because I will preface this by saying that I am someone that is very much a fan of separating the artist from the art if that makes sense um or the personality from the i don't know i just i listen as a human being he's pretty awful i think we can all agree on that Mm -hmm. but he's also made some of my favorite films and one of two of my favorite films of all time are match point and vicky christina barcelona um which are both woody allen movies and i just I don't know. I can't. There's some people that if if they do something personally, it it just takes me out of everything they've ever done. But for some reason, I just feel like Woody Allen is a really good filmmaker. And Sean so Connery. Sean Connery is a perfect example, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like my, the other thing about his films is that much like Luca Guadagnino, I find that his, his films really make you feel like you're there in the moment with the actors. Now, love them or hate them, right? Because I think all of his films have a very specific um, kind of aesthetic. They're very, they're very slow paced. They're very get to know the characters, um, very character driven, obviously. And so I think, yeah, I don't know. That, that's kind of my perspective. I'm curious to obviously get your guys' thoughts on this. Um, and we can dive into obviously like some of the performances specifically. <clears throat> Timothy was awful. Anyway, Natalie, do you want to start I, us off? Sure. I mean, personally, to answer <laughs> your question though, yeah. um, I I don't have a connection to Woody Allen in a strong sense. So to me, I get when you kind of learn new information about an artist and that kind of changes how you want to continue to support this person financially out of your own pocket. Um, And I think, you know, that's to each person's choice of how they want to move forward with their relationship and how they support this artist. And I think even stuff that you learn about Michael Jackson and how fucking terrible all of that is, you still can't take away the brilliance of his music. Like that, I think, still will live on as much of a legacy as 
all of the bad shit about him. Yeah. You know, would if Michael Jackson were still alive today, would I want to be supporting him and paying money and going to see his concerts? Probably not, you know? Yeah. And to an even more aggressive terrible degree of like r kelly it's like yeah like this this man did have talent and there was something great about him but i don't want to contribute to what gives him this power to continue, continue to do this stuff you know so i think yeah. and say that this stuff is okay so i do kind of like that people are taking a stand as much cancel culture can be a little aggressive and i think not fully thought through um and it's hard with Woody Allen because there's so many people who are like diehard supporters of him. And then there's the other end of it. So there's hasn't been like a super, I think, like definitive picture of like so many multiple people. Whereas I feel like it's, I feel very confidently in like the individual stories that have been told that those are true and they are creepy. And I think <laughs> some of those tastes are definitely reflected in his films and certainly this one definitely. and which makes it creepier but that doesn't take away how great some of his movies used to be also like roman polanski like there's all of these people that it's like it they did make good work they're not good people and i wouldn't want to continue to support them but that doesn't change that you know annie hall all of these movies are classics and important to cinema yeah um, I think it's really interesting, actually, what you said about Michael Jackson, because I think that's one that a lot of us have struggled with. I know it's that the like, biggest one. Totally. Because like I, we all grew up with Michael Jackson. Right. And he was, he was my idol. <laughs> I mean, probably one of the biggest stars to ever mm -hmm. and ever will live. Right. Because now stardom even looks so different than it did back then when it was all encompassing. And I don't know. I, I've struggled with that one. And I, if you watch those HBO documentaries, it was like, God damn, like yeah, it's tore really me. hard to- It tore me in too, because literally all I remember growing up was Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, and wanting yeah. to be a Cal Cowboys cheerleader. Like that's literally all I wanted to do in life. I was four years old and I was like, I'm moving to LA and I want to be in Michael Jackson music videos and I want to dance. And like, that was literally, yeah. he was like my life, everything about him. My yeah. mom loved him. Like, it was just like, that's everything. It was everything. I mean, that's I was like, shook for days after watching those documentaries. Like, oh, yeah. I was literally torn apart. But, I, yeah. It's so heartbreaking to hear those. Like, and like, it's hard for me to be like, that's not true. I know it's true. Like, yeah, it's I don't totally true. doubt yeah. these, these boys, like these men. <laughs> like, I don't doubt them at all. Yeah, for sure. It's and also it's hard, hard. Natalie, that you mentioned Roman Polanski because he is kind of a joke in this film, I guess. Like the director's name mm -hmm. is very mm -hmm. like almost like a, a, yeah. a nod to that, so to speak. Yeah. And I was, I was wondering if there was a layer and I actually don't have any notes about this. It's kind of just something that popped in my brain, but I'm wondering if there was a layer of like um, Woody Allen making a judgment toward Roman Polanski in his situation and being so similar to like his own situation. I don't know. There's, there's something bigger there. I it don't know. It was a little confusing like what are you trying to say? yeah exactly exactly yeah. exactly so tell me what you guys thought about the movie i'm, I'm actually curious i had definitely have my own opinions but I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys think natalie you want to go first sure i have very strong feelings about this movie <laughs> um and i think us having the conversation about you know wanting to support Woody Allen's career in the future and moving forward and financially contributing to what money goes in this man's pocket. I personally don't want to continue to do it. And I don't think his filmmaking justifies it anymore. You know, I think that this should be an example that we don't need any more Woody Allen films. Like huh. it's just regurgitation of similar storytelling done in a worse way, you know, and it just, to me, uh, we get it. You love New York. You've written 50 love letters to New York. Like we don't need another one. And this one just felt so out of touch where it's like he had this script in his library and just pulled it out and was like, who are the hot young actors? Let's put them in here and made minor tweaks that he's in college. And then that was it. And it just like, these characters were so weighted like down with this dialogue that did not fit their age or how they normally act or what is what we'd expect to see 
the way he wrote women in this movie was terrible. The way he dressed women in this movie was atrocious. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just, it to me, I I like Woody Allen. And like Blue Jasmine is probably one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. Like I just think that was spectacular. And his age range of people that he writes best for are the Kate Blanchett, the Scarlett Johansson, Owen Wilson, like that age range, you know, yeah. not... 20 something year olds like it just felt so disjointed it the whole movie did not work for me at all wow interesting okay listen i you know what's funny i don't disagree with anything that you said um in fact one of my primary notes is that the performances were all very flat and i agree with you it's not just he wasn't just casting people in their 20s these are people in their early 20s which is mm-hmm. like i would consider very different from like like late 20s for example yeah. right and i think that there's something really I, I i struggled a lot with this and this is part of the reason i wanted to have a conversation about this film because i actually liked it i think my reasons for liking it um really have nothing to do with the performances which mm-hmm. I'll, I'll touch upon in a second um but i, I don't disagree with anything that you just said Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the the notion of the supporting the artist versus the arts that we touched upon a few times already, um, I think there's, I think that it's different. And this is probably like a horrible thing to admit, but I think that it's different when it's an actor, someone that's in front of the camera versus someone that I, I'm not thinking about Woody Allen at all when I'm watching this movie. I know yeah. that it's a Woody Allen movie, but, and I'm not saying that that makes it better, right? Because his behavior is inexcusable. But it makes it easier for you to ignore it. Totally. And because I've enjoyed his films, hit or miss, because there's been some really bad ones too. Mm-hmm. And this, in your opinion, obviously, is one of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, for, for me, I think uh, visually, I loved this film. Like the lighting in every scene was perfection. The performances, again, flat. I didn't care because I just enjoyed being in the moment with these people. Like, I like the actors so much that I was the fact that I was just like hanging out with like this interesting group of actors like this is Timothy Chalamet I hope to say his worst movie that he's ever done this is the worst performance I've ever seen of him and hopefully the worst one I ever do see of him he was trying so hard to be Woody Allen to your point Natalie I think he was trying to rise to the occasion of the dialogue Mm -hmm. which was it was it was too far too far from him he couldn't do it he was just trying way too hard um in every single scene he was just bad so he was out of his depth or maybe this just wasn't the right role for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was the, I don't know. I liked these characters. I didn't, I wasn't concerned with what they were wearing. I wasn't concerned with how they were acting or behaving. I was just enjoying the experience. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Lena? <sighs> well, I'm not a, I'm trying to remember all the things, the points that I want to make to what you just said, but I, um, I'm not a big Woody Allen fan. Like I don't, I don't know movies like you just said, match point and Vicky Christina Barcelona. And I really do enjoy those movies. I never would have thought that that was Woody Allen. I don't know why I don't associate him with those movies. I just don't. I associated him with like weird, like Wes Anderson, like weird shit. But I do like those movies a lot. And like now I'm like rethinking like some things. But anyways, um, like to go back, like to say like, you know, I, I, it's hard like to, I can't separate the, the artist from the art because they don't really know the artist. They don't really care about his stuff. But I do know the things about him that I don't like about him. And this movie made it very easy for me to always think about those things about him and i know you said you didn't like pay attention to what they're wearing but like you don't put on a mini skirt in the rain when you go home to change you don't re-put on a mini skirt to go to a museum like it just it's gross because she is young and it's like why is she walking around in this mini skirt it doesn't make any sense and like timothy 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 (laughs) he I feel like I love him I think he's a great actor do I think he did well in this movie no 
Yeah. I don't think Woody knows how to direct young actors. And I think this was the moment that you see that like divide. He's Woody Allen does well with older actors. Like I think leave did or whatever you call him. Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber. I thought he did very well for him. That's his zone. He's there. He's good. Jude. Great. Like Mm -hmm. he, he was fine in his zone. But when you like Elle was just like, she was all Ugh. over the place, like too much dialogue too. And she, it felt like I was watching a play every time her scene was on. I was like, get out of the scene. Like, I don't want to hear you. And then yeah. like, Selena, you yeah. don't fit into any of this. Yeah. <laughs> like your character, your look, unfortunately, like just, you know, no, I like Selena, like, you know, but like just, she didn't fit into this at all. And I think Timothy tried so hard because he's, he is so Timothy and like when he's playing the piano or there's just something about him that is very attractive on screen to watch and to want to like his voice and like the way he says words, but it just couldn't, like he couldn't grab like you, what you're saying, like what was written down for him. And like, I'm sure Woody's like, say it faster, you know, da, 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 da. like it's, that's not who he is though, you know? Yeah. And so it just was pushing him to not a good place. So the Timothy thing is really interesting. And I definitely wanted to have this like side conversation with you guys. Cause I know that we all love Timothy Chalamet. And I do think that he's the next, like has the potential at least to be the next Leo. Totally. I'm obsessed with him. Um, what I thought was interesting about this is the times that I have seen Timothy off screen with respect to like interviews and such, mm-hmm. um, social media. Um, Charismatic. Well, not really though. Really? Oh, yeah, not really though. I feel like he's super awkward. I think and he's a like weird, like hipster. Awkward. Yeah. I like that. I like weird kids. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that he's charismatic on screen, but I don't see that off screen. And this movie felt like it was watching him how he would be off screen. Like Mm -hmm. he was so awkward in every fucking scene. And like, that was the hardest part of this movie for me. Like the fact that like Elle Fanning is completely annoying in this movie. I totally am with you. And I love Elle Fanning. Like, I think she's a great actor. Um, But Timothy was just so like, I just, I felt like he was trying way too hard. Mm -hmm. But more than that, I just felt that it was like, it was like overly pretentious and overly like trying to be sophisticated, but failing. And like, I just, there were, there were scenes that the one scene that I really enjoyed was the scene. And we actually didn't mention her in the, um, she's not in the. Oh, I know the girl, the blonde girl. The mom. What's her name? Oh my God. Oh yeah. Um, I love her. I love love her. her. I can't, why can't I remember her name right now? Um, but there was a scene when he was kind of like confronting her toward the end about, mm-hmm. you know, his childhood and whatever. Um, and she comes out to him with her story. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that performance. Like that was the part of the movie where I felt like, okay, this is two really good actors. He was relaxed. Totally. And he was just sitting there, there listening yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. But I was also wondering that was the only scene in the film where he was acting with like another actor of his caliber. Yeah. I was just yeah. gonna say that that when you were brought Very that up, true. I was like he's he's reacting in that moment and reacting to somebody who knows how to give it to him the right way. You yeah, know? yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And so uh, for me, I was like, huh, maybe, maybe that's the problem is that he just wasn't acting against strong actors like Selena Gomez. I'm sorry, she's not uh, a good actress. She's not. Miscast. No, she I have did, no that's idea. Why I said she does not fit anywhere in this movie. No. Like she, I have I no idea what the fuck she was doing in this movie. movie. No idea. I'm I have no you. idea. Yeah, I'm so with you there. Um, because she's not an actor. Like, she's barely no. a good singer. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful because yeah. she's way more successful than I'll ever be. But I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't find her. Her cooking her. show is adorable. It's so cute. It's I'll very adorable. Like, Okay, well then her- host a talk show. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you're in a Woody Allen movie. You're going to have to do a little something extra. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Also, you're next to Timothy Chalamet. And I, the, when she kissed him, I was like, you are kissing Timothy Chalamet. Can you fucking be better right now? Like, just, yeah. of course well, he like, can't kiss you. Like, because you're boring. 
Ugh. Yeah. And again, Timothy, who has had great chemistry with everybody, everybody. also had no chemistry with either her or L. Like it just if you're making this giant life decision basically because you want to come back and fuck this girl is the moral of this fucking story. You know, at least let there be chemistry between the two of you. Let me buy into this relationship and I don't buy into it at all. I mean, I would argue that he had the best chemistry in the whole movie with the girl that played the prostitute. I yeah. love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She was easy and breezy and just, she came through, she did her thing for what she was doing and that was it. She didn't overdo it. She didn't underdo it. She just came through. Like, that's why I feel like, you know, no one notices that, but like she just did her thing and he was able to do his thing with that, you know? Yeah. Cherry Jones, that's the actress. Sorry, I was. Looking, I love her. her. She's I love her. So love spectacular. Her, yeah. Yeah. I loved seeing her like all done up. I know. I was like, she looked so great in that dress with like hair, makeup, totally. dress. Like, and so that was a shock dress. to see totally. her that way, and yeah. super fun to see her that way. Like, totally. That was probably she was the only part of this movie that I liked, and parts yeah. of Jude when Law and point, what's yeah. and Jude Law's wife. So those Rebecca were Hall. kind of Rebecca Hall. Hall. So those I were love the Rebecca only one scene with her, and I'm like, I love her. Yeah, she was. Well, <laughs> these are age-appropriate people yeah. for this movie. Yeah, yeah totally. And no, it's I'm not even like it's not even like he, you know, made this a period, you know, film and dated it in the 70s, 80s, or even 90s that you can kind of maybe buy into this false sophistication of these young kids that like to go to museums and whatever and how they talk. No, this is set in modern times. They're talking on iPhones. Like, I don't fucking buy that there's any 21-year-old that talks and acts like the way Timothy did. I just don't buy it. I, I don't. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I, I know you love, you guys are like, love New York. Like, I don't buy any of that crap. Like, New York is a crappy place. It's disgusting. <laughs> it smells. The grandiose, like, film slick and glossy is so pretty. But when you get there, it's crap. And no one dresses like that. And no one talks like that. Like, get over it. Get real. I mean, I. It is not New York. <laughs> I would I, say, and I would disagree too, Sean, to your lighting. I hated, I it, hated this movie. it. It was so aggressive and unnatural and wow. I so was sunlight. It, it was Too very much. irritating in scenes mm-hmm. where I'm like, fucking, there's like a spotlight in the Is back of their blind? head. And it just like, it was just so, it was irritated, like in the restaurant, in the bar, yes. like it was driving hotel. me crazy. Oh, oh it was blinding it. her. I'm like, how is she seeing right now? Oh, I, I just it. felt like Woody Allen like is it. so out of touch. He yeah. retire, hang up your fucking <laughs> what is jacket he, and be done. Anyways, like go to bed, man. Yeah, we don't need wow. you here. Okay. Wow. I and I Sorry. compared this movie to the Zac Efron Ted Bundy film. Oh yeah, you where did. it just mm-hmm. felt like these high schoolers doing a play of like an older <laughs> movie. Like <laughs> it just like felt yeah. so. You just went down a notch in my book, sweetie, because that is an inappropriate comparison. You can take your martini and shove it in your eyes. (laughs) I mean, it's just like when you, when we're talking about all the things, all the things that we're talking about, I don't know how anyone could say that this is a good movie. Oh, I can absolutely say it's a good movie. I, I, There's something about it, though. I, 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 I mean, I've explained those things to you, and if you yeah. can't, you know, if if it's what didn't come through, then you know, it is what it is. But um, I really enjoyed this movie. In fact, it's. I'm just saying. I'm top ten to 2020 list oh, coming soon. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Oh no! Shit. And listen, I. I really is crap if this is in a top. I I need to talk to Victor Justice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with Victor, we're reaching out to you, man. This is not okay. (laughs) I definitely um I have a certain there's there's a certain thing that I I need to take away when I watch a film, and this film met those met that criteria for me. I, I don't know what else to say. Like I the things that you have called out, I think are a fair and objective criticism. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are warranted in, in a lot of cases. Um, but it did not deter from my overall experience with this film. Uh, and I, I really liked it. I do love that it was able to take you out of, you know, this 2020 dumpster fire that it is for the two hours that you got. Like, 
I really, um, I am happy. I didn't think about the dumpster fire of 2020 while watching this either. I mean, and you know what? I thought of the dumpster fire I'm watching, but you know. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that, you know, to that point though, I think that there is something really, and maybe that's, maybe I'm not acknowledging that enough, but I'm a big believer that there is, um, there is power in art, whether it's film, whether it's music, television, what have you. Um, when it's, when you're going through something that is challenging and like, I watched this like the weekend that the election results came in, right. When it was like, it was fucking chaos. I mean, it's still chaos, but being able to escape for 90 minutes in that, in that week for me, when I hadn't slept in, I got maybe five hours of sleep that entire Mm -hmm. week, like a lot of people. And I don't know, there was just something about, you know what, I'm just escaping and I'm, in this experience and it's a pleasant enough experience for me and maybe if i saw this i don't know six months ago i'd have a different opinion or six months from now for the first time i'd have a different opinion but um i'd almost like encourage you to like put a pin in this and then rewatch it again in six months and see how you feel i'd be super curious I mean, I'll tell you already. feel at that point yeah this is definitely a movie that i want to watch again so give it give, give it a beat Try and forget some of the details and then watch it a little bit later. Yeah, don't give that attachment of like it makes you feel happy. Yeah, and then just remember that I said that he made every single woman other than Cherry Jones look like a schoolgirl and let that haunt your That's dreams. Nice. Yeah, thank you. I know. There's there's definitely <laughs> things that you've given me to think about now where I'm like, God oh damn it, you painted my experience. I'm sorry. All right, let's move on to our scores. I'm going to start. This movie is a two for me. I, again, I really enjoyed this film. I highly recommend this film. Um, I think especially if you enjoy Woody Allen, I think that this film will not disappoint other than the things that we've mentioned. Natalie? Oh, here we go. I have four and I feel like that's fucking generous. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Lena? I'm generously giving a three. Okay. What? Because I, well, here's the thing. I feel like, you know, God. Hey, this is, the, this is what we do, okay? Look, I don't feel like it was the worst movie I've ever seen, okay? And people that love New York and love all of that jazz, no pun intended, like, it, go, go ahead. And especially if you like Timothy, you should watch this movie because I want you to see the difference of when he's being a good actor and not a good actor. Like, it's just you got to have the references. So like when he does some, the next thing, it's like, okay, is he going down now or is he going back? And this was like a down point for him. Like, that's what I'm going in my mind. I'm like, I need to think like when Dune comes out, how is he treating that movie compared to this movie? Because it's a completely different shift for him. And, you know, I don't think he was the worst. I think he wasn't given what he's capable of doing yeah. And I feel for some reason he thought, oh, I should be in a Woody Allen movie because that's what you do as an actor. And I don't think it worked for him. Yeah. But again, it wasn't the worst thing. It's not the best thing. If you're lonely and you need, uh, you know, a couple hours to like <laughs> get away. Sure. Great. Do it. I feel like Woody Allen's going to bring an audience because he's Woody Allen. Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's just like it's a flat like just leveled out movie like it's not here or there well to your point interestingly enough the i think the backlash was so strong for this that the studio just literally quietly released this and no one has promoted it so i don't know that woody allen draws an audience anymore could be right about that could be wrong i don't know well then he should crawl into his hole and go to sleep i mean i know plenty of people that are still massive woody allen yeah for sure not gonna let any of that his personal shit deter them from enjoying his art and that's on them to decide that a different generation to me it felt like his personal was creeping into the art at this point where just like obviously i think that's influencing a lot of his decisions and then that. that and then it makes it creepy like all the male female relationships other than timothy and l were like creepy like they were all predatory older it was just the creepy producer they're all creeping on it just a little girl it was so gross that was a that was a plot line specifically though i mean her story was very different i don't think the jula character wasn't doing that timothy's character wasn't doing that i think that 
I think that this is honestly a perfect example, like this conversation. And again, I'm defending nothing because yeah. there's, there's nothing that's defensible with respect to Woody Allen, but it, it's, it sounded a lot to me while we're having this conversation, like you have made preconceived notions going into a Woody Allen movie about like, I didn't even notice the skirts. I didn't notice the blah, blah, that's blah. All, that's also a woman thing though. It's a like, woman. Yeah. We notice that kind of stuff where but I think we're like, not being that. represented properly. And that is yeah. totally fair. But guess what? Would you think you would notice that as strongly if it wasn't a Woody Allen movie? Yeah. We talk yes. about uh, what the fuck's her hair, Jamie Lee Curtis's hair in Halloween. Like, Things that are so unrealistic of like how women are represented, absolutely is something. Wait, we Jamie notice. Lee Curtis's hair in Halloween. What is it? Yes, like, the, the fuck fucking crazy frizz hair. Like, like we had a whole conversation. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, wild, wild. It and at the end of this sense. movie, the end of this movie, she's. It's been raining all goddamn oh, day. Oh god, don't get me started. And she goes to meet him, and she's wearing a white t-shirt and a short white. skirt t-shirt in the it's rain like, give me a fucking break mini give skirt me a break and a white t-shirt in the rain okay i i damned if i do damned if i don't hear so i say let's move on to happier thoughts possessor maybe um yeah maybe maybe not um I will start with some of my thoughts on this too. Again, I okay. love this movie. I love the aesthetic. I love the cinematography. I like the performances. Uh, fucking Christopher Abbott is so fucking hot in this I'm movie. Oh my God. I can't stand it. Um, I think, uh, again, I think for, like for this being kind of like a horror thriller, sci-fi-ish, whatever, um, there was just enough gore. I know Natalie, like gore is kind of your thing sometimes. The um, wrong kind of gore for her too. <laughs> oh, really? Well, the I, and shit, man. <laughs> so I thought that this was a really compelling story. And I thought that it was something that I had never seen anything like this movie mm-hmm. or this story before. Um, and again, this was the movie that took me out of, I saw this around the same time that I saw um, Rainy Day in New York. And it took me out of, what I was experiencing. And I think that this is probably the most unique cinematic experience I've had in 2020. And that's why I thought it would be interesting to discuss because Natalie, in the last episode, we were talking about how like, you're going to have a hard time with your 2020 list because there really yeah. hasn't been anything interesting or compelling for you. And so I thought, well, this could potentially be that. Um, this, was, this was definitely a movie for me that I wished that I had seen in the theater because it felt very like... I, it was very high gloss. It was very, um, the production value was like on point. Sound design. The sound design was awesome. Um, I would have loved to have seen this on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And the actress. Um, Who we did not like in The Grudge. I hated her oh, in The Grudge. Her fucking hair. Well, I she d- was great in this. I liked her in it. I mean, she was, I think she was good in this. I think that I've I just come to the conclusion great. I've come to the conclusion that I just don't really like her as an actor. I don't think mm-hmm. that she, okay. aside from her look that's kind of unusual, I don't know mm-hmm. what she brings to anything I've ever seen her in. Like her acting is very flat. She doesn't really have chemistry with anyone that she's on screen with. Um, I, don't, I don't find her that interesting as an actor. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of hers. I guess I should change my great because... I hated her so much in The Grudge. Like, oh, just yeah. hated my experience with every moment she was on screen. She was the worst casting in that movie. And, and so when I didn't hate her, I felt like that was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a surprise yeah. that I wasn't, like, physically angry and upset about her being yeah. on screen. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, her character in this was also definitely not as bad as the grudge for sure um she had a very like interesting role in this film in Mm -hmm. terms of what her character was like doing um yeah i i'm kind of indifferent to her to be honest with you Mm -hmm. lena what did you think of this one this film's interesting i liked that it was something different that uh is the way I scored it because it's it's different it's I like the thriller I like the mind like twisting the mind I don't know it's it's weird when you think about like future things and like how people think about like what things could happen in the future and like the way things go and and I find all that kind of interesting 
I am obsessed with Christopher Abbott. I think he's like one of the best things to come out of this whole planet. Like I just want everything, everything to be about him. And I'm a Timothy Chalamet lover, but I am obsessed with Christopher Abbott. I think he can do no wrong. And he did great in this. Like he, he looks so good in this movie. Oh, he oh got, God. Well, the way he looks is a whole separate like <laughs> thing. But like him as an actor and the, what he does, he always is doing something weird and different and interesting. And it feels so like hearty. It doesn't feel like he's just like, oh, I'm trying this out. Like he knows, he practices it. He like, I don't know. You just feel, it's like a masterclass. Like he's, I don't know how he got there. I don't know what happened to him. Like, he's just like, where the fuck did he come from? I know for me, it's the sinner and I am obsessed with him since then. Uh, girls, Lena Dunham. Thank you very well, much for discovering him. So yeah. I never saw girls. And I actually, yeah. I wanted to touch upon that a little bit before you move on, because I had, have not seen him in anything before. And I was looking in his filmography. What? Oh, he's great. I had, I, he was the like a sinner? brand oh, new to me. God. Never saw it. Um, but I did see First Man, which we vowed to never speak of yes. again on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was also- He was one of the reasons I wanted to watch that movie. <laughs> I had no idea he was in that. Um, and then he was also in Vox Lux, which is a really fucked up Natalie Portman film that we yeah. have never talked about, mm-hmm. but it's Fine. not worth discussing. Um, but yeah, it was like a p- very pleasant surprise to see him. And it comes at night. Never saw not it. Not a great movie, but he was so good. Does he, he look this good so in all good. these movies? Huh? Yes. He does. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's, there's, I mean, I will, I'm going to talk about girls a little bit because he, there was a little bit of controversy about his character and oh. I think he, was he like a boyfriend? He was a boyfriend of um, Allison Williams. Oh, okay. And so I think he like just quit the show. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and why? And so I think they kind of had to like at the end of the season, like write out his character in like a storyline well, that he was Allison Williams go- boyfriend so and that's I don't know I don't know any of the details of like maybe what went down or maybe he saw the escalation of like how much shit and opportunity he was gonna get and obviously like Adam Driver came from girls too so like Lena Dunham really really put these two guys on the map which I think is really spectacular so Christopher Abbott comes back for one episode to kind of wrap up his storyline with Allison mm. Williams. And this was and like this the like, last season or like a, I think it was in the last season. Okay. And it's because it's like their relationship was kind of like left mm. very questionable. I think a lot of people had questions about it. That episode was probably, and it just the two of them and they bump into each other in New York and just have this wild day together and it's probably my favorite episode of girls and it's not with lena dunham or any of the other characters it's just the just two allison and christopher yes it is so fucking good it was so well done i watched it like back to back like i watched the episode was blown away and then immediately started it over again and watched it again it was so, so hold on good. for a second you're telling me that they did an episode with a entire episode with just those two characters yeah I mean, they were in New York. There's background. There's extras, but like Lena Dunham wasn't in the episode. Like other people weren't. Interesting. So one of my them. one of my favorite shows is Looking, which is also mm-hmm. on HBO. I don't know if you ever saw that, but um, they did a similar episode where it was just mm-hmm. two of the lead characters in an episode the whole time. And I, I found that, they do things like that I love that concept. Mm-hmm. So I like to me, he is such a powerful actor. Um, and at Sundance, I this saw is the him Christopher and, uh, Abbott show. If you haven't noticed, oh, hold um, on though. Natalie's having a moment. Natalie's I'm, having a moment. I'm having a moment about my time at Sundance. Um, oh, I did God. see another movie that he was in called Black Bear, and it was one of my favorite movies of Sundance this year. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out, but he was so spectacular in it, and like I and I can't wait for you guys to see it. I can't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a very hmm. interesting movie. It's very is interesting. Lead or is there someone else there with him? Um, Aubrey Plaza. So oh. they are the two leads. It's very, the structure of the is movie is very, there's is times so where funny? it's funny. Okay. But it's the structure of the movie is the most interesting thing I've seen in cinema in a really long time. So I really want, I don't want to say a lot because I want you guys to watch it and then for us to discuss when it actually oh. does come out. 
Uh, well, I'm glad we're all on board with Christopher Abbott. Oh my God. <laughs> I have, he, I am obsessed with him. Which I did love that, you know, once the girl is in his body, she kind of like goes in the bathroom and <laughs> checks to see what she's working with. And I'm like, that would have been the first thing I did do, girl. I get it. That would have been the first thing I did. <laughs> We were like, mm-hmm. I can't with you too. You better look like, at can this. Can we rewind? Shit. Can we rewind? <laughs> well, and he pulls it down just a little and bit. And he's in gray sweatpants. So it's like, yeah. hello. It was the perfect tease. Perfect. Like, I almost was yeah. like, you know what? I'm really happy with just this. Like, it just. <laughs> She's like, we didn't see the bottom of it. We don't know how long it goes. (laughs) I was like, all right, calm down. Calm down. Go to your room for a minute. Okay, ladies, take some deep breaths. But that is to say, I didn't really love this movie. (laughs) I did love, I loved him. And I feel like I'm not a classy, super intelligent person. Um, I don't like it when movies make me feel stupid. And I felt like for the majority of the time, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and I don't like really feeling so confused. And I think I was like getting too stuck on like the technology Mm -hmm. and how this was happening and where, how did they like get his body? Where are they storing it? When they kind of flash back and forth, is that what's really happening in real life? I was getting too into the weeds of that kind of stuff than to just like figure out like I know that it's like them fighting over control of his body and she well, he paid that becoming... company to enter his body they did he paid that company to enter his body why why so, would one do that well he because didn't have any he was money not he living was a good life but what's what's what I found really fascinating about this story though is that and again when I say that, like the story was very compelling to me and I I mean I I don't feel like it was very interesting. I don't think it was that sophisticated, Natalie. Again, I'm not, that's not to insult you at all. I just, I, I, I think that you're plenty. confused a lot. I feel like you're plenty capable of understanding, but the idea, like the, the basic premise of the story is that there's this woman who she, these people, these, there's an implant that's injected in these people's brains and Mm -hmm. she, her mind is controlling their yeah. body mm-hmm. and their and their mind essentially during this time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a malfunction in this particular one where he becomes conscious of what's going on while she's in his brain and yeah. tries to like override the system that is her mind and meanwhile like that that's a really interesting story to tell mm-hmm. yeah well, I'm, not, she... I'm not saying i don't dislike that or i don't know that that's the right well, i felt like because she had been doing it like she's I felt like she, this company, right, that people hire for them to go in and like either kill somebody or like it's 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 a bad it's a bad system that they have, and yeah. if it's probably black market, like, hey, I know that you do this, like get in my body, kill that person, whatever I'm gonna be done, like whatever it is. But I I do feel like that she, the girl we don't really like, um, I can't say her name. I feel like she was like the best that they had, right? So they constantly were putting her yeah. in. Yeah. And she, her her actual life was like going to shit. She couldn't control anything. She had a weird hand, like she couldn't, nothing was going right for her. And instead of taking the time and the break and whatever she should have taken to like mentally be who she actually is, because she's always somebody else you know, she took this job and then all hell breaks loose inside the mind and she's laying there and can't move, can't do anything. And she's trapped in this person's body who now has control. It's just, it's really mind boggling what's going on. And it is confusing. And I see how that is. I don't think you need to be like a scientist or like a, a, a like a software developer to have an understanding. I, okay. What I'll say, I understand everything you're saying and i got everything you're saying i think it's like the small details of things that they gave us that i spent most of my time trying to understand like i was reading not as not even that but like what his job was at this company and what this fucking company was and like why you're looking at these curtains and why you need to like say what all of these curtains i didn't get what that was do you understand what I job feel was? like that was like he worked at like some like futuristic like VR company. 
Yeah, I don't think you necessarily to like- need to understand that. I I kind of got that his job was almost like a um like a human um like like a VR. It was like you have all these details so that you can create another zone so that people can buy those things. Yeah, but it was kind of almost like a um a human captcha. Like you know how you're filling out those Google yeah. forms where it's like yeah. you have to say all the mountains or all the yeah. mics or whatever. It felt like that was his like he was like yes. the human version of that. So but like, that's yeah. I guess like it was showing me so, like pieces of information that I was like I kept getting really stuck on. And I yeah. think I'd let my mind wander the porn so much scenes. further that the like curtains no. in the porn <laughs> but it's like there weren't people doing it in the first one but i was just like i don't understand what this job is and what this company is how this relates to their company why they want this entire company to be taken out so that to me that was like he did no they they the girl of whatever lee whatever her name is jennifer jason lee jennifer jason lee her character was like the like main goal of this like for our company is that we eliminate this company because he hired them to do this christopher abbott did yes he hired that company well they're a separate company those people are supposed to die though those people when you because he wanted to kill them once you enter their brain though like that 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 character was supposed to die the same way the one at the beginning did because i understand but why would you hire a company and then kill, then just do it yourself. Because you couldn't do whip. it. I don't get it. Oh. So <laughs> the actress's name is Andrea Risen, Riseborough. Yeah. And what's really interesting is that, and I guess we're, we're being sexist on this episode. We're talking about sexism. So it's probably fair to say. Um, she's actually a beautiful woman. And the roles, a lot of the roles that she plays, i.e. the grudge, i.e. this one, they make her, her hair look- is frizzy and disgusting. Well, they make her look so like frumpy and like, uh, like uh, tone down her attractiveness. I, she so was is in- Is she British? Cause yes. we were wondering, cause like her accent yeah, she is, is different. So she was supposedly the co-star in Oblivion, the Tom Cruise movie that you guys love. No, that's not the movie I love. No, oh, I no, thought you, no, no, I thought no, you guys no, said you no, liked that no, movie. No, 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 no. Totally uh, different movie. Anyway, well, whatever. She's Completely in that movie. different movie. Uh, I think that you would probably. Um, she does look very different. Right. With, like, different hair. I, and- she has great bone structure. I will give you that. I feel like, yes, I see how she could be beautiful, but they really, I don't know whose choice that was to make her look like this wow. and to bleach her hair the way it's bleached. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. But it is what she it is. has great bone structure. I can see how she could be beautiful. It's it's um like that Tilda Swinton lady. Tilda Swinton. She, she reminds me. She is weird, but she's beautiful at the same time. Yeah, she wrote, She does remind me. Of, her look is very like in the, yes. in the realm of Tilda Swinton. It's like a little androgynous. Yeah. Like, but beautiful. Like, I see that for sure. But I, I love Tilda Swinton. Like, I. I, I love her. Too. I love her. Um, so, Natalie, what what. I'm not really hearing why you, other than you didn't have like a grasp of the understanding of the, <laughs> like, what, what did you not like about this movie? And I'm not saying that to be offensive or insulting. Like what, I, I, movies have confused me before. So I'm not, I, I'm not like, you know. Movies haven't confused you before? They no, have. movies confuse me all the time. So oh, okay. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's like a strike against you in this scenario. No, I think I kind of have this feeling where it's like there's Brandon Cronenberg I think leans more towards, yes, he's artistic. He's telling a story, but can it be weighted more on being pretentious to be pretentious and to be just like, I am this sophisticated, you know, art house type of, it's like, okay, I don't, we don't need to like do all of this stuff and show all of these different visuals. I don't know. Like it just, yeah. When you talk about just the story, it's a pretty simple story, but like the fact that like I got, you're showing me just enough of these different vignettes and pieces that don't make sense to me and confuse me and take me out of what the actual story is. I don't know. It just, it was stuff that I didn't enjoy about it. I Where it's like, this- I did want to just kind of like, kind of relax and just escape into this movie. And I, yeah. I did in a sense, but then was also like, wait, what the fuck was that? What's happening yeah, I here? And it's definitely like just- a movie where you really have to you really have to pay attention to each scene that's happening because if you miss one little thing, then 
yeah. somewhere down the road, you're going to miss what happened. Well, and mm-hmm. I think if you had watched the trailer, which I had, and that piqued my interest in this film, yeah, I knew that it wasn't a movie I was going to relax in. Um, yeah. But I look at this movie similar to the way, and I would actually compare this movie to kind of an extended episode of Black Mirror. And when I watch Black Mirror, which yeah. is one of my favorite shows, every episode is different, right? I, I suspend my disbelief in that I don't have to understand what is happening throughout the entire episode. I I get the general idea, like, okay, this is the future that we're in, or this is the, you know what I mean? And so like the, the things that are lost on me to your point in this one, I, it's fine. It's, I don't, I don't need to have like a. It's the same thing that we talked about when we talked about Vivarium, where it's like, it's a very interesting concept to me. If this was fit into an hour, that makes the most sense to me. And I think why Black Mirror is more enjoyable to me and more pleasing to me because it seems like that half an hour is filled with nonsense and other artistic pretentious bullshit. Weird stuff to be weird doesn't actually add to the story that then pulls me out of it more. Yeah. So uh, you guys have seen Black Mirror, yes or no? Yeah, I have. I've watched a lot of episodes. But I do plan a lot of stuff over the holidays so that's always been on my list and maybe i need to get into that i can't recommend enough watching black mm-hmm. mirror so like many just, people talk about this i'm like you, i don't know why i don't con- yeah it's so good it. well and the thing is that i love about black mirror and i think we've talked about this before but you don't have to watch them in sequence they're yeah. not really connected like yeah. some there's some nuance where there's like oh i get that that's a nod to like another episode mm-hmm. like there's literally like one of the season finales kind of like is an all-encompassing episode that you probably want to watch that like with that season but um but she's actually in a black mirror episode <laughs> oh she is um she's the one i don't know if you said it's called crocodile so it's the one where the woman lives in like new zealand or iceland or something i want to say and she's a architect and she witnesses um it's it's like this future where everything that you do is recorded and she, I don't think I've seen that one. She murders someone, and then nope. she tries to figure out where the recording of it is. It's it's a really interesting, interesting episode. Yeah. Anyway, I do, and that's like I enjoy Black Mirror. I really do, and I don't ever watch any of those and go, oh, I'm so confused about these certain details. Like, you're painting a world that I completely understand, and I'm along for the ride. I think yeah. it's like these. And I don't want to say like smaller concepts, but like, yeah, the story is pretty simple. Like it's not that convoluted of a story, but you're painting a picture of this world and kind of putting detail and emphasis on certain things that actually don't matter and don't really pertain other than the fact that like, he's just this like cog in the wheel of this company and he's not happy like other than okay i got that but like why are we spending so much time with like what his job is that's making me think like well do i need to pay attention to like what he's doing and what the job is and like who the people is that he's working with and it just spends like too much time that makes me feel like I do need to pay attention to those details when actually I didn't need to pay attention to those details. I think that because he didn't like what the, his girlfriend's father, it was his company. I don't, Sean Bean. I don't think he liked what that company was doing. And I think that that was getting to him and the fact that that's what is that company doing? Then let's talk about that. And (laughs) Natalie still doesn't understand what the company uh, does. Jesus, like, but let's let's talk about like the company creating VR rooms for other people by intercepting webcams to like. Anyway, yeah, I think I think. Can we get back to Christopher Abbott because I love him? I was gonna say, Natalie, to your (laughs) point, finish on the Christopher Abbott moment because Natalie, to your point, I do think that the. Those there were elements there that were confusing, and I can understand how mm-hmm. they could potentially cause your your experience to be slightly compromised. I also um, feel like that's what they're trying to do is fuck you up. Yeah, that that was not an issue for me. Like I, that I did will not. say, like we watched like the featurette after of like the special effects behind the scenes because like most of it was practical stuff. So it's like I do have an appreciation of the filmmaking, even if it's like weird shit that I don't understand that they spent days doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have an appreciation of like how they did it and what kind of was important to them to kind of behind maintain the scenes, a yeah. certain element of keeping as much as they can practical which i do appreciate like you know they didn't want to rely on cgi in a world that was very futuristic so it's like how do we make this work with what we have and the technology we have so it's like i I liked that 
Huh. I didn't watch the featurette. I might go back and do that. It's really fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely I definitely enjoyed this movie <laughs> very much. All right. Any other thoughts on this one? Christopher Abbott. I uh, love Christopher Abbott. Good boy. I love him. I'm obsessed with him. I love him too. Watch movie. The Sinner Man. I don't I don't even know if Natalie went and watched the first season. Yeah, of the, I watched oh, okay. that. It's great. Oh, it's a show? It's so great. Yeah. It's with Jessica Biel, and it was on like Bill TBS Pullman or some shit. Oh my god, Bill Pullman, well, not in it as much as the second season, but whew, man, great fucking show. Wow. Yeah, okay. Really good. Check he was, he, I mean, he drew me in. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's great. And I was like, it's the guy from Girls. What are you talking about? Oh, Matt, Matt <laughs> Bomer is in the center. Oh yeah. Damn. Okay. I think that was a second or third season though Bill right? pullman no he's in the matt first bomer season. matt bomer oh matt bomer no matt bomer is in the second season oh lena you seem happy about that i that, that is what sells me on it knowing that both of them are uh, i didn't really like the second season as much as the first season um okay. it is a different different story yeah but I thought Jessica Biel was great in the first really one. Really good. Also, Christopher Abbott was like, man. Huh. Okay. I'll check it out. It's really good. It's only right. like eight, six, six, eight shows maybe. Oh, interesting. It's, it's a little mini series. It's pretty good. Oh. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. We ready to score this one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm at a two again on this one. I really like this a lot. Highly recommend it. Lena? I'm at a a three. I know you said Lena, but... Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm at a three, too. I'm at a three because... Mostly because of Christopher Abbott. (laughs) I mean, the movie's super interesting to me. Uh, Do I want to watch it again? I mean, not really. Do I want to continue watching Christopher Abbott? Yes, he's a one for me. But uh, I don't know. She still throws me for a loop. I still don't really enjoy her. The story's okay. Brandon Cronenberg, he's new. He's not that interesting to me either. Like, bring me something else. But I think it's a good movie to watch, especially have- like streaming right now. Like, yeah, watch this. It's very interesting. I have a question. Yes. So if he, because obviously this is a piece that I completely missed. So he paid this company <laughs> to have to kill his lady get into his he head. He paid his company to kill, kill himself. So then why is he fighting for control over his body? Again, if he I don't think he he wanted this. He wasn't supposed to. Supposed to what? He wasn't supposed to know that that was happening to him. He's supposed to just lay there and be done with it. That was his exit. I know, but he's still like fighting against and not letting this happen that he supposedly Because now he's in someone else's body. But and he seemed so confused when he went to like that girl's house and was threatening her husband because it seemed like he needed, he wanted to get information. And if you hired these he, people, wouldn't you have had this information? Wouldn't you have known who these people were? No, that you hired? he doesn't know her personal life. Okay, How so did he get I, I'm taking, I'm taking kind of a different stance, Lena. I don't think that. I mean, I don't think that what you think was happening was actually happening. I think that it was more the girlfriend. They were trying to get to the dad through the girlfriend. Yes. And the best way yes. to do that was through the girlfriend's boyfriend. I don't think yes. that it was because he hired the company to. Well, then she hired the company. Out. Somebody hired them. They're a separate company. Am I yeah. not right on this? That I believe they are a separate they company. They are a company. But I don't know who hired them, them or if yeah. it's like it was either as him a company. or her. Yeah, I think that maybe there's it was there's, one or the other. There's a and I feel like because that lady, that lady wasn't stable and they shouldn't have used her for this job. Yeah, she fucked it all up. Yes, so now, that I can I agree so to that now, for sure. Because of the fuck up, the wires got crossed and he got put into her mind and her body. So then he's in there going, "What the fuck is happening?" And like, "What did you do to me?" Because he doesn't remember. No, he didn't get put into her mind and her body. He got put in. He he was able to override the software in the the implant to take control of his own body. He wasn't in her body. Her body was victim to the. No, 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 no. no. It was just laying in the thing. He was still in his body, but he was in his. 
her mind in his body. It's very confusing. It's three. Correct. Correct. So I'm not saying that he was in her body. I'm saying he was in her mind. So going through this person's mind, you're. No, he was in his mind and the wires got crossed, though. Correct. Wasn't. Yes. She was. She was. I think her mind and his mind were fighting for control of the body. That I understood. But it's like if he hired this company, then why isn't he? Why is he fighting? He should let her do this job. Because when you wake up and you feel like you're in someone else's body because he was in her mind, so her mind is registering as her body. He wasn't in her mind. Not that he was in her body. He wasn't in her mind. mind He was in his mind. He's in her mind. Okay. We're just confusing the audience at this point. We're we're making the audience- It is confusing. But see, this is what I don't like. (laughs) But to me, I know the path that I'm taking to watch We've already scored the movie. It is what it is. You either want to see it or you don't have to We're still fucking confused. You made a point that You guys watched the movie- you let us know in the comments because clearly we're all <laughs> fucked up and in each other's minds and we don't know what the fuck is happening. You guys just made a comment that made me think, oh, there's a point of confusion that I don't understand. And this is why I don't understand this movie. And that's fair. Here's what I will tell you. All you have to do is hearken back to the title of the film. The film is called Possessor. And I will right. leave yes. that. Yes. Okay. okay. So that's what I think too. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm at a stream for both of these movies. I sounds like you guys hated these movies, but you found them really compelling enough to do an hour long episode. So, I would say I didn't hate them. I they're a stream for both. Quarantine, rainy day in New York. Nobody needs to fucking see that. There are plenty of other Woody Allen movies that you can watch if you want to get your New Rocks York love off. letter fixed. You know, this is just not well. In a, in a true fashion, I think he's done a much better job in the past. So I don't think that this is something that you need that to watch. Is true. That is true. Um, possessor, I would say stream. I, I'm yeah. not the smartest and brightest bulb in the box or crayon in the cabinet. I don't know what the sayings are. No. The smartest um, bulb no. in the box. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> I'm not even going to begin to dissect that. We're, we're, at, we're at time. We're at time. <sighs> the smartest screw in the crayon box? What's happening? Ooh, I like that. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't even know what to do at this point. (laughs) I would stream Possessor over Rainy Day in New York, but I feel like people are going to stream stream. it because it's, you know, it's got characters in Rainy Day that you're going to want. It's a much happier, less confusing movie. I was going to say that one did not confuse Natalie. (laughs) Rainy Day in New York? No. Both of them are pretty like on the same pain like you're going to be confused in this one and you might be confused in the other one so we don't know all right i have no regrets about this episode i don't know my choices i am super glad that we had these conversations you choose your choice i choose my choice as always we want to thank you for listening for more information please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more if you haven't already please head over to apple podcast and rate and review us it helps others discover the show we'll see you next time cheers Cheers. bye